MoneyWeb now on the money. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Checking out with Casey Sprake, investment analyst, fixed income at Anchor. Casey, appreciate the early morning. Um, I, I got to say, a great note that that came out from from yourself and your your, your team last week around China. Uh, their GDP for last year five point two percent. That puts it marginally ahead of their five percent target. Point you make though is that growth is slowing in the cyclical and structural issues and that 5% target it's going to get harder and harder to achieve it's not going to be the slam dunk which the targets have been for the the Chinese government perhaps over the last decade or two uh, good morning Simon and thank you for for having me on the show today and yeah I think that, you know that's exactly the the point um you know without a doubt we're seeing that the China's growth slowdown is deepening I mean if we look back at 2023 Almost every economic indicator, you know, think exports, manufacturing, real estate, consumption, credit, stock markets for that matter, have, you know, really disappointed. And as we enter into 2024, you know, really continuing to to disappoint. And from that, you know, it's becoming increasingly clear that, that China's structural policy trends are really beginning to, to cloud its, its medium-term growth prospects. And, you know, we're seeing productivity growth remaining weak, driven by low productivity in the state of enterprises and diminishing business dynamicism, etc. So it's really becoming clear that, that China's economic weakness is becoming more of a structural story rather than a, a simply cyclical downturn that bottomed out in, in 2023, which is what I think a lot, um, you know, with the financial markets, what a lot of investors were, were hoping for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, beginning of last year, there was a lot of talk of this is going to all be about China. And it is, and you make that point, it, it's becoming, it, it, it's structural. They need to rebalance that economy, which you know, is easy for you and I to chat around, but they need to get it from sort of investment growth towards domestic consumption growth. And that, that, that's going to be hard. It's going to be incredibly difficult, you know, for for any economy to achieve, let alone one as with such a, a more complex structure as China. And you know that's it's really quite um, you know simple from the fact that you know without sustained trade surpluses, there's only you know two real ways that a, a country can balance excess supply and and weak demand, which is what you know China has at the moment. I mean, the first way is via very disruptive and untenable domestic production collapse. Mm-hmm. You know that is what we saw in the U.S., for instance, during the the Great Depression in the 1930s. Um, and then secondly, the, you know, the, the other option is to really try to, to boost consumption. And for China and in its particular setup, that is going to be incredibly uh, tricky to, to get right for Chinese authorities. You make the point in your note that 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 the math seems to be that uh, domestic consumption needs to grow up six or seven percent a year, which I mean my notes here say say it seems a tall ask. It probably is an impossible ask, which takes us then back to the point that the China of old is is really gone, and we need to as a as a global economy uh, sort of get used to a a lower growth China. No, essentially, I think that's really sort of the the, the way forward. I mean, as you mentioned, from a straight arithmetic um, perspective, it is incredibly difficult to China to maintain, you know, growth rates of, let's say, four to five percent, which is normally mm-hmm. the assumed targets. Um, I mean, for that to happen, um, the country's central authorities would have to engineer policies that cause consumption to grow at at least about six to seven percent with investment remaining at, at roughly one percent. 
So, you know, to put it in simple terms, any lower consumption growth rate would mean that China would really not be able to rebalance its economy within a decade and maintain the current GDP to growth rates. So, for instance, if we look at China with consumption growing roughly at about 4%, you know, per annum, let's say, before the pandemic, and it's actually been much less since, uh, you know, one asks, is a 6 to 7% growth rate in consumption even, even possible? And to be honest, as it stands, no country in history, you know, at China's <laughs> current stage of economic development has prevented consumption from, from decreasing, let alone, you know, driving it to increase at, at such, a, such a rate. Considering specifically that, you know, up until now, China's economy has sort of artificially been propped up by the, the central authorities. Yeah. And, and, and that's the, the, my last question. I mean, is Xi Jinping into his third term consolidation of power? I mean, does that hinder process? In other words, you know, almost makes people too afraid to speak up or, or is he sort of the right person and he can wield the stick? Is, is, is his consolidation in your mind a, 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 good, a good thing or a bad thing? Um, to be honest, I I think at, the, at this point it's it's probably more damaging to the overall outlook for the, the Chinese uh, economy. I mean, this consolidation of, of of the power at the top of you know China's government structures, as you just mentioned, has really served to to further stifle any policy debates or more mm. sort of open thinking. And then this is happening at a time you know just as China's past growth engines uh, have begun to to stutter. So I really believe, you know, as a result of this, there, there seems to be very little that, that China's authorities will or even can, for that matter, do to reverse the country's sort of declining um, growth trend. So, you know, falling short of a of a transformation at, you know, the real heart of the structure of China's government, which, of course, is, you know, highly unlikely at this point. Mm. Um at, at this point, I think we're going to the international markets are going to have to come to the acceptance of just much lower growth rates for China to come. Yeah, I, I think that is the answer. Much lower grow, growth rates from China. We'll leave it there. Casey Sprague, investment analyst, fixed income at Anchor. Really appreciate the early morning insights. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.